600ESPNElPaso.com. I'm going to bet you can't eat it. We'll see. Huh? A pound of... There's no way. This is a one-pound burger featuring Hatch Green Chilies, American cheese, and also onions that are prepared a certain way, Coach, your way. Is that correct? Um, very correct. Yes. Very correct. You got to take the onions, and when you put that burger uh, on the grill, you got to just... This man looks like he's tackling it pretty good over here. Yeah, he's doing uh, a pretty <laughs> solid job. Great show tonight for you folks. Coming up in about a little more than 10 minutes from now, the general, Bobby Knight, head coach at Texas Tech, will join us on the phone lines. And then at 7 o'clock, Dick Vitale, former coach, longtime college basketball analyst for ESPN, will be with us as well. Coach doesn't get much bigger than those two names uh, here tonight on the show. No, it doesn't. Uh, Bob Knight uh, this year will become the winningest coach ever in college basketball because he'll – what is Dean, Smith, uh, Dean Smith's record? Uh, 800 and something. Isn't yeah, it? over 800. I don't forget, I don't remember exactly how many victories well, over 800, but um, he's close. Bob Knight will go over that this year. And <clears throat> I will tell this, I'll tell him this when he gets on. Uh, the thing that I love about him the most at this day and time, there's so many coaches depending on AAU coaches, you know, the guys that coach these kids in the summer and and uh, kind of bypass the uh, high school coach. Yes. Uh, this guy will not do that. I mean, he is straight arrow. Every game that Bob Knight has won has been the right way. He's already announced that his son Pat will take over coaching the team when he's all right. said and done. Do you think this is probably Bobby Knight's last year at Texas Tech because of that record, that all-time win record? Is that why he's still there? No, coaching, I, don't, I don't think so. I think uh, he's got too much energy left. Uh, he, uh, <clears throat> Texas Tech needs to find a way to get uh, a little more talent. Uh, he's got uh, a great guard, Jarius Jackson, that uh, uh, Dick Vitale uh, has talked about uh, in uh, recent weeks. And uh, uh, I just don't know who he picked up. I know they've gone kind of the JC route over at Texas Tech. And we're going to see them here this year, right? That's right. I'm excited remember. about that. Texas Tech uh, going to be here we along with New, New Mexico. Mexico. That's right. right. It's going to be a good. It's going to be a nice uh, little home schedule for the Miners. I'll tell you this year. what, New Mexico State's going to be very good. Yes, much improved from a year ago, and they were tough a year ago. That's exactly right, folks. If uh, you're making your way on down here tonight to Fuddruckers, uh, another great reason to come on down is that uh, Coach, um, the book Glory Road. I talked about this a little while ago. Uh, the last batch of uh, copies here that are available, you will be. Uh, actually personalizing for people. $15 for the book. Not only get to your autograph on that uh, book, but also get a chance to personalize it. So if people have not been able to uh, get their copy of your autobiography with Dan Wetzel, Glory Road, they can do that here tonight as well from 6 to 8 o'clock. And that's uh, pretty exciting in itself. I'll tell you what, uh, my, my friend Beto of Fournay, uh, who has a flower shop, good friend of mine, he just brought in about 20. Great. Now. So if you so want them and you haven't been able to get ready, them, you can do that We're ready to go. Well, great. That's uh, excellent. We, so, just, we just sold for us. How do you like that, Coach? Hey, That's pretty nice. After he eats that hamburger, he might not. 
<laughs> 880-5763-880-KRD. So Bobby Knight joining us in this hour. Dick Vital. Next hour, you want to come and be a part of it, come on down and join us. So many great seats, not only here in the bar, but in the patio outside. Great way to dine. You can listen to the program as well and uh, enjoy your meal here from Fuddruckers, home of the world's greatest hamburgers and also the home of Music on the Patio. This Friday starts at 6 o'clock featuring Brown Betty, Dollar Kazi's, Dollar Course Cans, and Dollar Off Appetizers this Friday starting at 6 o'clock with Brown Betty and Music on the Patio. 880-5763-880-CARITY. Since we last spoke, there's been some interesting news. First off, your reaction to hearing the news that UTEP um, and, and a couple of their players, Vernon Carr and Xavier Dawson, leaving the program, which uh, now puts uh, Tony Barbie minus two for this upcoming season. Uh, I really felt that um, I don't know the one guy, but uh, uh, the kid in Detroit. Vernon Carr. I think Vernon Carr uh, has a chance to play, but our guards are awfully good, and I think it's a wise decision on his part, and he's a great kid. I've met him two or three times, and he get, he's just a step slow to be a, a point guard, and he's probably an off guard. And here they were trying to use him as a point guard. But uh, yep. the other guy I didn't know. Toughest part about Vernon Carr to me is also he's been injured the last two seasons. So we've never really had a chance to see what he can do during the course of a full that, year. You know, that's true. Uh, he just seems to be injury prone. And uh, that's probably something that's never happened to him before. It's just, uh, you know, a, a bit of bad luck. And I wish Vernon the best. Like I said, the other young man I really don't know. Okay. 880-5763-880-KROD. You know what's interesting right now, Coach, is uh, here we are. It's the 19th of September, and about a month from now, this team will be practicing with Tony Barbie. They'll be on the court every day at the Haskins Center, and uh, practice is right around the corner, and a chance uh, you know, in early November with games starting up or six weeks away from basketball season. You know, the guys have been out there working out on their own, and I've had uh, three or four people. Now, I haven't seen them. But I had three or four people that uh, have been out and watched, and uh, it appears that Doc Sadler left uh, Tony with some pretty good talent. You know, Doc Sadler's the guy that recruited the year that Texas Tech went 30-2. and two, mm-hmm. That Every player, he was an assistant there, every player on that team was uh, chosen by him. And we're all wishing Doc well in Nebraska. But uh, we got a new man, and uh, I think uh, uh, from what he said on the show here a while back, the tempo's going to be moved up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think it's exciting to play a little different. And uh, I think he'll play uh, after he le- evaluates all his players. He's going to play with what he's got. $50 Border Bucks card for Howdy's Food Mart to the caller of the show, 880-5763, 880-KROD. We'll also be giving another $50 Border Bucks card here away at the end of today's program. A couple of T-shirts, some signed photos, including our Legends of the Miners, an autographed Tim Hardaway picture. We also have a couple of certificates good for a free oil change with filter from Auto Lube Express, located at 5374 Donovan Street. So come on down. Great prizes to win to be a part of uh, today's program. 
program as well here on the Don Haskins Show. Were you always excited the first couple of weeks uh, before the start of the year, just realizing that, you know, it's right around the corner and you had all you know, new players coming in every year? Would, did the beginning of the year and, and, and this time always get you uh, more juiced up than uh, the rest of the season? Oh, you better believe it. And the first two weeks, even as a young coach, and you're out there working, uh, not sitting in a chair, but you're up and down the floor and and uh, uh, doing, you know, trying to get your team better and all that. I used to get so sore that it'd take me about two weeks to get over it. But uh, oh yeah, it was. Uh, you know, normally you had new players. See, nowadays they got that two days a week that. Uh, you get to, you can have three or four players at a time for an hour, so you can find out. So most of the time, uh, when I was coaching, you went into it, you're blank. You'd seen them in high school, you'd seen them in junior college, but you really wasn't sure what you were getting. And the way it is right now, uh, and I know, you know, I can't, hate to keep talking about Doc Sadler, but I went down there last year when they were working them out. And no boy didn't want to play had a chance to quit right then. Mm -hmm. And I've heard Tony might be worse. It's going to be Which is good. Yeah, I was about to say. Um, I used to go watch Billy Gillespie practices. Those were interesting. Same deal. Yep, absolutely right. And then Doc Sadler, very intense coach. And you know, it's kind of fun also when you see these new head coaches to see their style right off the bat and see how they communicate with their players, how they work, uh, how they work them out. And uh, everybody has a little bit of a different style, and that's what's kind of fun also is seeing how some coaches are, are the same as others or maybe different than other coaches. Right. Uh, Tony will be checking his talent out uh, to see uh, like if he feels like he can get up and down the floor with the ball. And uh, our guards can do it. And I think we've got a couple outstanding guards coming back. And by the way, this kid in St. Louis, I can't remember his name right offhand. Darren Clark. Darren Clark. They tell me he's a heck of a shooter. Incredible. And uh, uh, he's got a little college experience at St. Louis. Have no idea why he left there, but we're lucky to get him. And, uh, you know, we got an inside player back that 6'6", uh, uh, that is very good. All right, let's do this. Let's take our first break. When we come back, as promised, the general, Bobby Knight, will join us live on the phone lines from Lubbock, Texas. More of the Don Haskins Show right after this, only on News Radio KROD. 600 ESPN El Paso.com. KROD. Welcome back, everybody. As we continue live uh, from uh, Fuddruckers here on the west side of town, it's more of the Don Haskins Show. And let's go to the phone lines right now, because as promised, we've got a, a very special guest joining us on the phone lines. It doesn't get any bigger than the man who's up next, and that is a uh, longtime uh, basketball coach, uh, first at Army, then Indiana, and now most recently at Texas Tech. Of course, we're talking about the general, Coach Bobby Knight. Coach, uh, first off, uh, thanks for taking so okay, much time more, joining take us. Take care. Yeah, nice to be here. Hey, thank you a lot, Bob, for coming on. What do you say, Ed? Well, you know, right off the bat, let's just we got to stop this interview right off the bat, Coach, because Coach Haskins uh, already is saying that the first thing that you're going to say is calling him Ed, and you got to tell everybody in El Paso the story behind how you gave Don Haskins the uh, nickname Ed. Ed. El Paso Ed, by the way. We're, we're sitting in a bar when we were helping uh, Henry with the Olympics. Preparation 1972, 
and that's the first time I'd really met Don. And uh guy came up there, five or six of us sitting there, Cipriano and Don and me and a couple other coaches. And guy came up to us and he said, well, I bet one of you coaches shoots pool, don't you? Nobody said anything. And, well, come on, somebody's got to shoot pool. Nobody said anything. Finally, the third time, Don said, oh, he said, I used to play a little bit when I was in high school. He said, I'll, I'll play your game. Um, the only thing, what do you want to play? And he will play nine ball. So they play the first game for a dollar. Don loses. And they play the second game for two dollars. And Don loses. They play the second game for five dollars. And in the next 40 minutes, Don wins $135 from the guy. He comes over and sits down, looks at me and winks and said, I can beat him left-handed. So from then on, it was Minnesota Fats and El Paso Ed. <laughs> um, Bob, that guy was so bad I could beat him as a tree limb. <laughs> oh, you said you could hey, how many, how many dives did you get today? We got the limit. I'm still waiting right here on Tim to come in. We're, we're sitting uh, just kind of south of Lubbock, and we had about... Uh, well, uh, are, are you shooting morning dive or white wing? We don't have many white wings up here. In well, fact, uh, I haven't seen a white hey, wing we do, yet. We don't. We, we let morning dove fly by, by down here in El Paso. Yeah, because that's their harder <laughs> to hit. No, no. Well, you, you know you those, come you down here one You guys shoot those big white wings because you don't want to miss. <laughs> Well, now, were you a, a dove hunter before you met uh, Don Haskins? Well, we didn't have a lot of a lot of dove hunting out in the Midwest at that time, and then I started there and went on went on one monumental dove hunt with Don. One day, we spent all day shooting doves around El Paso one time and and all over the valley down there. Yeah, I wish you'd come back and do it again. Hey, Bob, uh, you know this year we've had a lot of lightning and uh, rain and white wing goes straight down the river so we don't really there's no uh, uh dove hunting or no white wing hunting here at all well you know the first two days here <clears throat> i wasn't here i was over in bosnia with pat we were doing a clinic over there but the first two or three days it rained and got real cold and this is the worst dove uh uh, population I've ever seen here, at least in the five or six years I've hunted them here, and we found one spot <laughs> with uh, that has a lot of wheat planted in it, uh, winter wheat where the doves uh, really congregate, but that's the only place uh, we found them, and we've gone to half a dozen places where we've always been able to find a lot of doves. Did you find a lot today? Yeah, we did. There were a lot of doves today. When we came in here, there were probably... 200 sitting on the wires. You're kidding. Hey, one thing, uh, Steve, I want to say before this guy can... Uh, of all the coaches, uh, he's the best of all time. And the thing that I love the most about Bob Knight is that every game he's ever won is on the up and up. He wouldn't give a guy a quarter. And uh, he disciplines them. Uh, there's been people that he's been too tough on. I wish that one of my boys had been good enough to go play for him because if you pass that test, we well, are a true man. But, Bob, I every place I go, I mention that you know this day of the AAU coach. Uh, you got It's too hard to explain to the fans, but you got, you got your high school coaches. Then in the summer, and especially 
in the uh, big cities, you got uh, AAU coaches. Nowadays, for a college coach to get a top flight player, he's got to go to the AAU coach, and uh, um, you won't do it. And uh, I think uh, all of us out here appreciate the way you've handled your business. Bob Knight, every game, he's going to be the winningest coach ever at, uh, I don't know, uh, Bob, how many, what did, what has Dean Smith won? I don't even know. I don't even know either because I haven't paid much attention to that, Don. Yeah. I think that. You're you know, going to go by him this year. People get, people get wrapped up in things like that, and I think that you, and I appreciate very much what you said because, uh, you know, I, I, I don't necessarily believe all that you said. Uh, I know you feel that way, and that means more to me uh, than any coach I've ever known uh, saying what you did because I've said this time and time again, and I've said it both before and after you went into the Basketball Hall of Fame. The best coaching job ever done uh, in a given situation uh, was what you did uh, at Texas Western and then later the University of Texas at El Paso. Uh, an area where there's not many players to recruit and you had to bring kids in from all over and a lot of the kids that you brought in in fact the vast majority of them were really kids that weren't recruited very hard didn't have very many chances to go on to play and I'm just not sure particularly playing in the in the conference that uh, that you were playing in uh, it was a great basketball conference uh, when you were playing in the whack and and uh, for you to have done what you did uh, is just, I think, a monumental achievement. But way beyond all that stuff, uh, there's nobody that uh, I've enjoyed more having as a friend over all these years than you. Well, thank you very much, Bob. That's very nice words. And, damn, I hope you get your lemon again tomorrow. <laughs> well, I, I may go fishing tomorrow. Hey, now I called Gerald today trying to get him... I can't get you excited about coyote hunting, but, you know, this Wyman Menzer was out here this weekend. You know, they had a book festival, and yesterday he got six. Now, you got to try it one time. By the way, now I know all the folks are going to enjoy this, but you know that, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, a call you put in your mouth on your upper lip? Uh, Ger Gerald said that you know how to blow that. A turkey, a diaphragm call. Diaphragm, right. All right. This old boy, uh, <clears throat> he said, turn your head, and he sounded like a turkey, and then all of a sudden he sounded like a rabbit. He's the greatest varmint caller probably in the world, and even though you won't go, I'm going to go get Gerald. He's going to call Gerald and, and take him. He's going to go hunting. He got six yesterday. And uh, he was telling me today, I was talking to him, and he said, you know, these real grandy turkeys are pretty easy. He said, if you want to tell him to find something tough, is go to Tennessee. I, I <laughs> tell him that I just killed <laughs> three turkeys in Tennessee last season. All right, you're pretty good at that diaphragm call, aren't you? Well, I, <clears throat> I called in... Uh, I called in two of them, and then I, I work with the two best guys in the whole turkey calling business, uh, Harold Knight, who's no relation, and David Hale. Knight and Hale calls 
are the best calls there are. And, boy, those guys are great. I've had a really good time uh, hunting turkeys are, for are, the last two they, years. They use that diaphragm call? Yeah. Uh, uh, Harold Knight is just a genius with that thing. He can just make it do anything. All right. Uh, my man down at Benjamin can, too. Well, I want to go turkey hunting with him. Well, to go coyote hunting, too, one time. Now, why, Coach, uh, won't you uh, – what is it about coyote hunting or coyote hunting that uh, that you're kind of shying away from right now? He's afraid he'll get bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he, he sits on his butt. Uh, behind his pickup and, and has a cup of coffee and, and uh, turns a machine to call him in. No, 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 no. Use a duck call and uh, you have an open read. Uh, no, none of them. Uh-uh. No. Hey, anyway, Wyman teaches a class over every Thursday. He teaches photography and hopefully I can get you to go with him for half a day or something. But Gerald said he would go. Hey, let me tell you a great story. When we were there in 72 at the Air Force Academy, I had a, <laughs> I had a technical don't tell foul it, called don't on me tell in it practice all, Bob. Huh? And, and Mr. Iba gets a hold of Don, and he said, he told Don, he said, Don, he said, you got to watch that boy. He said, he's a, he's a nice boy, and don't you let him do anything rash here now so the next day the next day i wore a referee shirt to coach the game in after the game well Don you ripped said, your other shirt off <laughs> after the game you remember that official yeah bobby scott it was uh bobby? Oh, what was his name bobby scott bobby remember? scott exactly <laughs> And so after the game, when I wore this referee shirt, Don came down and grabbed me and took me into the locker room. And he said, will you get that damn shirt off? He said, the old man's going to send both of us home if he sees it again. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it well. <laughs> Texas Tech head coach Bobby Knight joining us here as uh, we continue on the Don Haskins show. Um, Take your heyday, Coach, and uh, that could still be today, right now. You compare yourself with Coach Haskins. Who do you believe um, was the tougher coach and why? Well, you know, I'm not going to do that, but let me tell you this. I think that, that Don and I start with one thing in common that I'm not sure a whole lot of coaches have. We had a great love for the game of basketball and how it should be played. He had played for a great coach, and, and uh, Coach Iba, and I played for a great coach, and Coach Taylor. And uh, I think both of us have probably been better coaches for sure than we were players. Uh, and, and we weren't bad players, but, but we weren't great players either. And I think the, the thing that, that both of us understood was that if they can't score a lot of points against you, they have a hard time beating you. And both of us operated from a defensive standpoint, and we wanted uh, we wanted kids to play as hard as they could, and there was no reason why uh, they couldn't. And I'd like to think uh, that the kids that played for uh, Don and the kids that played for me uh, are a lot better off because of what we both demanded from those kids than they would have been going somewhere uh, else where there weren't any uh, performance demands or work demands um, placed on them. And, and like I mentioned a moment ago, it, uh, uh, you thought of in the, in the uh, 
same sentence uh, with Don in, in terms of, of how we went about things is as good a compliment as I could ever get. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I believe everything you said. And, uh, you know, we've been real fortunate here, Bob. And, uh, you know, Billy Gillespie, who's in your leg now, and Doc Sadler, who is a heck of a coach. Uh, uh, he come up and you beat him last year. But now uh, we've got a guy, uh, Tony Barbie, who uh, I think is going to be very, very good, uh, who is assistant at Memphis. I don't know him. I don't know if you know him or not. but You know, Pat, Pat, Pat really knows Tony well and really likes Tony and has tremendous respect for him and was really pleased when Tony got that job because he thinks he'll do a really, really good job uh, for you with minor basketball. He and Pat are about the same age, and they played together on summer teams when they were in high school. Well, i tell you what, we're looking forward to when you come. Uh, you buying again this year, night before well, the game? Well, are, are you going to take me out to eat? Yeah, yeah, I'll take you out, but I want Texas Tech to buy. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey. I think I think Gerald needs to pay for the dinner also. We don't need to worry about that. You just got to figure out where we're going. Um, I'll tell you, a good place to go is right where we are right now, Fuddruckers. There you it's go. It's a heck of a place to eat. And, well... Uh, uh, we'll, maybe we can maybe we can come here. They, we'll go. They got a hamburger that's a pound of meat. Got my name on it. I can eat a half of it. I doubt if you could uh, eat this whole thing. But it is a good place, Bob. Are you going uh, dove hunting tomorrow? I don't know. I may, like I said, I might go fishing tomorrow. I went well, fishing. Where do you the, where do you go fishing? Well, there are a lot of ranches around that got pretty good tanks on them, and and the bass fishing's pretty good. I, where, you know, I never fished for bass much until I came out here, and I'd catch one every now and then when I'd be fishing for bluegill, which I did a lot of. Well, out here, rarely have I gone fishing <clears throat> out here that I haven't caught a bass at four or five pounds, and sometimes, you know, a couple, three or four of them, and. And uh, I, I really, I hadn't used a spinning rod in probably 25 years till I came out here, and I had to get all my all my stuff out, and wipe it off a little bit to to use it. But uh, no, we've had good uh, we've had good fishing here, and and you know the dove season's on now, and then the quail season. This may be the best the best area in the world. Uh, to hunt quail. Oh, I'll tell you, I've seen it when it was great. Hey, Bob, then, a lot of, I, I talked to a lot of people from Tech, and, uh, you know, they're, is Bob Knight going to stay at Tech? And, uh, you know, my standard answer, if Dove and Turkey, especially the Turkey, hold out, he's going to stay. Well, <laughs> I, yeah, and, and uh, uh, we're, we're minus... Uh, uh, I, I made a couple of comments a couple of years ago uh, that Lubbock was a, a fantastically good city. I really enjoy living here, and so does my wife, Kara, and we like the people. And, and I said a, a couple of years ago uh, that Lubbock was a city of 200,000 really, really great people uh, and one or two sorry bastards. <laughs> and, and so... So this past year, I was able to say that Lubbock is still a city 
of 200,000 really great people and one less sorry bastard than we had a year ago. Where did he go? Did he die? I don't know, no. <laughs> but uh, anyhow, that's kind of an insight. Well, I'll tell people. you what, they love there'll you there. Some people there. There'll be some people in El Paso that understand it. Well, have you ever been booed here? Ever been what? Booed. No, they like me because you like me. It's a great place for me to go. That's a, I, st I had the picture up uh, where uh, I came in uh, wearing, wearing your tie and you wore my sweater one time we played down there. I got that picture on the, uh, on my, uh, uh, in my pickup. That's right. I, I've got it in my pickup. I love that picture. Coach, have you, ever, have you ever received a better ovation from uh, fans on the road than you have in El Paso? No, the people there are great, and, and, I, really, uh, and I really appreciate it. <clears throat> Here's what I like most about it. When, when, when we came down there when Don was coaching, I really appreciate it because as much as anything – I thought it was a tribute to Don because they knew that I, uh, he and I were really close friends, and and they kind of let Don know that uh, they liked his friend, uh, and they wanted to, to show uh, their appreciation to Don's friend, and, well, and that that was really a neat thing for me. Yeah, Bob. Uh, another thing they knew is there wasn't another Big Ten school in the world to come and uh, come here and play, and you played here. I think uh, three times, and we went there to your tournament a couple of times. Yeah, we and, played. Uh, that, that's exactly right. We and, played uh, uh, down there three times. Yeah, you, but nobody else would do that. Well, the the one time we came down, I'll never forget. You just you had us down by about 15 points, and that uh, little Hispanic guard that you had had just knocked the eyes out of the bucket. He went about. That was before the three-point shot, and he went about nine for 11 from outside. And uh, uh, I kind of mildly contested a call and got thrown out of the game. <laughs> yeah, you come by my bench and want me to get thrown out so we go you, have a beer I together. Came, I came by your bench, and you looked straight ahead. And uh, I'll never forget you Yeah, said, you said, uh, come on, you get thrown out, and we'll go have a beer. And I thought oh, about I it. said, <laughs> you said. You, my memory's better than yours. You no, said, I didn't. You said you put up with it longer than I would have, and I said, then you can buy dinner tonight. I'll wait in the locker room for you. Um, you know and what? So, I do remember saying that. And so <laughs> you, you came to the locker room and picked me up after the game, and we went out and had dinner after the game, and you you won by about 16 or 17 no. points. It was a close game. Get it out was there. not. You look it up. You look <laughs> it up, and if it was if it wasn't fifteen, then I will buy dinner when I'll we come I'll tell down. you what. If it's more than six or four, something like that. Yeah. You got it. There you go. Well, you, you just nobody ever beat you sixteen. You just lost the dinner because <laughs> it was way more than that. Yeah. I tell you what, we're all looking forward to you coming. Please go coyote hunting with Wyman Menzer from Ben. I will. I all promise right. you that I will. All, all right. right. There you go. Uh, I gave uh, uh, I gave Gerald his number, and I think uh, Wyman is going to call him and say, Hey, Wyman teaches a photography class every Thursday. I, I know he does. He stopped in to see me a couple times. Yeah. Okay. Hey, let me just let me just end this with one thing, please, and and just say this to the people in El Paso. 
There is no community in the United States that enjoys basketball and has had good basketball that should be more appreciative of the guy that gave it to them all of those years than they should be of Don Haskins. I just hope they realize that here is an American original, an American icon, and we'll never see again anybody quite comparable to Don Haskins. Well, Bob, that's very nice of you to say. Uh, people here, it's one of the reasons uh, uh, I stayed. It's an unbelievable place to yeah, live Yeah, you, you, went, and you the, went to Detroit for a day, and you figured out there weren't as many nice people in Detroit as there were in El Paso. It took me a day to figure that out. You're right. Coach. The, short, the shortest lived coaching tenure in NCAA history. <laughs> Coach, thanks so much for joining us on the phones, and uh, please, let's do this again with Coach Haskins down the road. There is nothing that Ed could ask me to do that I wouldn't do. Thank you, nothing. Bob. There you go. Yeah, I hope you... Coach Bobby Knight joining us on the phone lines. That's uh, pretty awesome. Let's take a break. We're back more in a moment live from Fuddruckers here on the west side. The Don Haskins Show continues right after this on News Radio KROD. 600 ESPN El Paso. All right, let's go. And welcome back, everybody, as we continue... Here from Fuddruckers on the west side of town, more of the uh, Don Haskins show. Um, I'll say this, Coach. That was, without a doubt, one of the great interviews that we uh, have had over the years on this radio station. And what's amazing is hearing from you know, Coach Knight and the amount of respect that the two of you have for each other is really uh, – inc- it's unbelievable. Well <clears> – <throat> He's the greatest, as far as I'm concerned. And um, uh, I know uh, Coach Iba, you know, really thought the world of him. He's, uh, like I said a while ago, he's he's a guy that, uh, um, I'm not saying everybody in the country cheats, but I'll tell you one thing, he bends no rules. He bends none. Will we ever see coaches like this uh, in college basketball? I hope so. I do too, but it just seems like it's it, he's almost like it's the last almost of a dying getting, breed. Every, everything's going this AAU thing. Yeah. And if you don't go mess with the AAU coach, you can't get a player. Yeah. And the AAU coaches, like the super, super players coming out, have already got them signed up to a shoe contract and what have you. Now, I can't explain the whole thing. I uh, can't be critical of... Uh, I, <clears throat> That is the word I hear from everyone. I know I heard last year that Bob Knight could have got a guy uh, <clears throat> to come, but he wouldn't talk to his AAU coach. He talked to his high school coach. Mm-hmm. It's the way it should be. And unfortunately, because of the sneaker contracts, the uh, AAU teams have become uh, bigger than, uh, unfortunately, uh, bigger than the game. And it oh, seems they, like they, uh, they run the show. They really have. Uh, uh, Tim Floyd's telling me about, I can't remember one of these guys who went in the first round. A couple, You know how I am with names, Steve. Yes. But a guy went in uh, second in the draft, and uh, he come from high school driving a Mercedes Benz from Watts. They, you know, he'd, and they asked him, he'd been tied up with a shoe company and uh, AA coach. And I don't remember all the details, but... Uh, can you imagine a kid coming out of high school uh, from a poor community 
uh, driving a big car. Well, it's Ridiculous. Hap- it's happening all the time. Yeah, that's the scary you thing. You won't and hear about it over at Texas Tech. Well, hopefully it's something uh, you won't be hearing about in El Paso or UTEP because obviously oh, it's I, something you don't, want, don't, you, you, you don't no, want to see. No, we, I think uh, uh, <clears throat> the guys we've had, uh, I always tried to stay above board. Uh, uh, the NCAA got us one time for uh, uh, an assistant coach giving car rides. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, a couple of fans uh, uh, picking up players. They said you could feed them, but you couldn't pick them up. You know, the guys I had didn't have cars. Yeah. But that all came over uh, Norm Ellenberger. I, let, I brought him as an... As a volunteer, the NCAA said he would never coach again. And uh, three months later, they were after us trying to find something. 880-5763, 880-KRD. If you want to get into the uh, Don Haskins Show, caller of the hour will win themselves a $50 Board of Bucks card from Howdy's. So give us a call, folks. We do have lines available. Interesting questions from the audience. Uh, One individual wanting to know, who was the best physical specimen you've coached? Chris Sandal, Jeep Jackson, Antonio Davis, anybody else that you would put as the best physical specimen you coached? Oh, boy. Um, you know, um, Antonio weighed 180 pounds or 6'7", he got here. Now, he, he was the best physical specimen I ever saw a year or two after college, but he came when he's 16 and uh, had a red shirt him, he'd gone in the first round. Uh, Chris Sandel was a load. He was, he was a great physical specimen. Uh, I thought Greg Foster was too. He, you know, he's slim and strong. Uh, who's stronger than Gary Brewster? Probably you know, not too many people. No, no. Uh, he's the strongest guy I ever saw. Uh, no, I'd have to say Gary Brewster. Okay. Uh, another question. Do you keep in touch with Dave Feidel, Merle Heimer? A couple of names from, from the past. I haven't talked to Merle in a long time, but I talked to Dave about six months ago. He's still in, he's in Arkansas on a ranch. He's got a heck of a business, and uh, he's doing fine. That's great. And I, and I guess for you it's nice because you still get a chance to keep up with a lot of your former players over the last 35, 40 years. Oh, uh, as many as I can. You know, I'm not much of a writer. I don't write letters to hardly to anyone. And, and uh, uh, I, th- I think it's great. I love to talk to uh, guys. Merle Heimer uh, was one of my favorite players because he gave it his utmost. He didn't have a hell of a lot of talent. But uh, I'll tell you what, you got everything you had. Were those the kind of players you could appreciate the most? Oh, I I love those guys. Yeah. The ones I didn't like were the ones that had talent and you couldn't get, you know, you couldn't get the best out of them. The um, Jeep Jacksons, Gary Brewsters, Soup Campbell, um, uh, Antonio Davis, Greg Foster, Fred Reynolds. Mm Mm-hmm. Fred came here as a pretty average player, and Tim Floyd told me, he said, this guy's going to be a heck of a player. Went second in the draft. We were recruiting another player at his school, Ricky Thompson. And uh, I said, Tim, do we, you know. He said, Coach, I'm telling you, Fred Reynolds is going to be the better of the two, 
and he was exactly right like he always was. Folks, if uh, you want to come on down and join us for dinner tonight, come on down. Have dinner with the Bear here at uh, Ruckers on the west side of town. Matter of fact, as we mentioned at the start of the show, we still have copies of the uh, book Glory Road for sale. $15 a book, and Coach will not only autograph those for you, he will personalize those as well. So if you'd like to pick up a copy of Glory Road, if you haven't done so as well, not only is it a great souvenir and a, and a great uh, you know item because he'll sign and personalize it for you, but I still say it is without a doubt one of the best books you will ever read because it's the only book you will find that really does take you inside the truck. And from someone who's been there and has been a part of it with Coach over the years, you really feel like you're listening to him tell you the stories of his life and his days uh, coaching at UTEP. My only complaint is that I hope that there's another edition and a follow-up to this book. Maybe that uh, Dan and you can collaborate on and we can have a second version of this book coming out, a sequel. Um, I told him everything. Did you? Yeah. He writes another and it'd be a lie. Uh-huh. I so understand. we don't want to do that. Well, come on down and join us, folks. We're going to be here till 8 o'clock and coming up in hour number two, a very special conversation from Bobby Knight to Dickie V. Dick Vitale will join us on the phone lines as well. That is another conversation you simply do not want to miss. 5030 North Desert Boulevard is the location. If you're taking I-10, just get off at the far west Mesa exit. Stay on the off-road until you reach Fuddruckers, home of the world's greatest hamburgers and home of the Don Haskins Show. Back right after this, more in a moment with the Hall of Famer, only on News Radio, it's AM 600 KROD. 600 ESPN El Paso.com.